Welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast, y'all, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is your main man, a.k.a. Crazy Crockett, a.k.a. Andres Podcast. From the city of Grand Rapids, from the cold, from this blizzard of 2022, people are telling me, stay at home, stay there, don't go to work. Guess what I did? I went to work, because that's what Americans from Michigan do. We go to work, rain, snow, sleet, sun, heat. Whatever. Whatever you want to call it, man. This is state of Michigan. We're tough as nails, right? Tough as nails. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you can always find me on Apple Podcasts. as a Crazy Dre podcast show or Andre's podcast. You can also find me on the, iPod, on the Apple Podcasts. And I also, through Buzzsprout.com, they distribute my podcast to other distributions out there. So this is... This is a special day. This is December 24, uh, Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. I'm going to say Merry Christmas because I was raised as a Christian. And America has always celebrated Jesus' uh, birthday on a pagan god's uh, a pagan god worship of old, old Middle Eastern uh, philosophy, whatever you want to call it. So. Saying that, I want also people to uh, take a shout out to people who are struggling with mental health, who are struggling with their physical health, who are struggling with being loneliness and not having a soul to talk to and not having anyone to go uh, be their friend. They're missing their friends and family or they don't have any friends and family anymore or something bad happened to their lives and it's upside down. This is the time of the month where people commit suicide the highest because of the state of loneliness. So let's talk about so let's talk about that. Let's talk about today. Today is December twenty-fourth in Detroit Lions. I'm only talking about sports today, folks. Uh we're gonna talk about Detroit Lions. We're gonna talk about Dan Campbell. We're gonna talk about uh the Detroit won a six out of seven games. We're going to talk about how my friends keep saying this is the year. This is going to make it. We're going to do it. And I really, really, really want them to do it. But you know what? It's the same Detroit Lions. Is it or is it not? So today we had a play against Carolina Panthers. And Carolina Panthers is a very bad team as well. Five and nine. Detroit Lions are seven and seven. And for some reason, for some reason, as I was watching the game at work when I was not supposed to, but I was watching on my phone, Detroit Lions are down by seven points. Okay, no big deal. They got time. Come to find out when I watched the review of the first quarter, you know what happened? Detroit's flat. Now, no energy, no, no sense of urgency, no sense of. Man, we keep win- I don't know what it is we call it. There's no sense of something, right? So you don't know. I don't know if the Campbell, Coach Campbell, forgot to do uh, study film, forgot to teach the players the, the defense of uh, scheme of the, of the week. I don't know if they thought Carolina Panthers was just going to say, hey, you know what? People really like Detroit, and people really like Dan Campbell. 
Let's let Dan Campbell win this game. Let's try to help Dan Campbell and Detroit Lions make the playoffs. Make the playoffs. But nope. Guess what? Carolina Panthers fans, Carolina people, Carolina coach. You know what he said? I'm from Carolina. I want to win this game. I want to win this game just as bad as Detroit fans and Detroit coaches and players want to win. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to prepare my team. I'm going to make them do study film. I'm going to make sure that they understand the scheme of the game and what the game plan is going to be. You know what I saw Detroit? Detroit got outcoached in every element of the game. Every element of the game. There's supposed to be a two-point-and-a-half budge for Detroit, so they have to win by two-and-a-half points based on FanDuel and other casinos and stuff. And if any player ever looks at that, as a player, when you're on that team, you have to ignore those type of nonsense. You have to ignore those type of stuff on ESPN. And I'm, I'm going to say about one thing about Dan Campbell. And I think, I think this is going to be the best way to illustrate what type of coach Dan Campbell is. Because we could talk about how he introduced himself and how macho he, he talked and how, how about life is about grit and football is about grit and every game is different from the next to another. But you know what? So I saw a clip on TikTok and I saw the a, a clip on the Pat McAfee show. And Matt, Pat McAfee is a is a punter for the Indianapolis Colts at the time when uh, Peyton Manning was playing football with the Colts. And he has a lot of stories. He's got a lot of, he's a rebuntious person. He likes to have a good time. He likes to talk and blah, blah, blah. And, and for that one moment and one time, when Detroit won two weeks ago, uh, Dan Campbell made a statement at the Pat, Pat McAfee show saying that he lost so much focus of the game that he was watching the wave in Detroit happen. So with the wave in sports events is when fans take turns standing up and raising their hands up in the air and then, then they proceed to the next to the next, to the right, and goes on to the round to the, to the whole stadium. So Dan Campbell lost focus that much on watching the fans do the wave that that the coach, the 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 offense, the offense coordinator made a made a uh, a play and say, "Hey, coach Dan, how about we run this so-called special play?" To an offensive line guy named Penny, a Penia, and Dan Campbell was not even focusing, and he, he approves of it. And then the play runs, and he's so 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 surprised that the play is being ran. And we were lucky that we made a completion because if we did make a completion, I'm pretty sure that the other team had a chance to score and tie the game or beat us. So, that's Dan Campbell. That's your head coach. 
you, you got a head coach who talks big and acts big, who has sometimes has no sense of balance of what a coach is really about or no understanding of how to manage time at sometimes. Now, give him a lot of credit. I'm going to give Dan Campbell a lot of credit. He's, he's won a lot of games in a row, six games in a row. He makes great points about what good teams do. Good teams win in different streaks. They lose a couple games or a game, and then they win four or five in a row, and then they lose one or two, and then win another four or five in a row. And he's right. Good teams do that. Unfortunately, Detroit has only done that once. And when we tie the series 7-7, I mean, I'm sorry, when we tie the record 7-7, this is what we get. This is what we have. And you're thinking that when you go to the Panthers, to go play at the Panthers outside, you think that you would have your, your whole scheme and you would have your whole team up and ready. Everybody on that team was not ready for that game. The offense line guys weren't ready. Uh, uh, Jared Goff wasn't ready. Um, our running backs were kind of like, mm, what's going on? I don't know what's going on. I'm just going to stand here for a second and fumble the ball as we're about to score to tie the game. That's really what happened, ladies and gentlemen. That's what happened. And Detroit gave up, gave up the fumble at Carolina's end zone. And Carolina threw the ball, ran the ball all the way back to Detroit's side, threw a big bomb, opened up the field a little bit, and scored a touchdown. Now, they ran it in, of course. But just the scheme of the game just made people, made me realize that, that sometimes, that sometimes, if you don't understand how to play football, you don't know how to coach football, you're going to get screwed. And Dan Campbell, I think, in some ways, is a great guy. This is like second-hand time. I guess this is, this is his first-time job as a head coach. I, guess, I don't know. But I really don't understand how, how does a man that everyone loves, he's got all this testosterone and his team is just not I just don't explain just doesn't make sense to me how do you just go from six games in a row seven games in a row and you play really well and then you have this this blowout now it's 37 to 23 most people that's not really a blowout in the NFL, that is a blowout. But I want people to know that I want Dan Campbell to win. I want him to win. I really do. I, everyone seems to like him. Everyone, he's a, he, he represents the Detroit atmosphere, that tough, gritty of the 1970s and 80s and 60s of the Detroit guy who goes to work, comes home, and drinks a beer. And, and he loves listening to Metallica. Just loves him. And James Hetfield made a reference to Dan Campbell about going to one of his shows. And it's, I guess that's great. That seems to be awesome. But 
that's not that's not how you win games. You don't win games by being tough. Your players are already already tough. Most NFL teams are relatively the same. They have the same amount of athletes. They have the same amount of talent. The difference is that, that smart players on good teams with good coaches are a lot better. So what I'm trying to say is that Josh Allen isn't actually a lot more better or worse than Jared Goff. It's just that if you don't put your team around good, smart athletes, your team's going to stink. So if you take Diggs away, you take a couple of offensive guys away from Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen would be just an average quarterback. Average. And Detroit Lions have this thing about being average. We have spurts of talent. I didn't even see Williams be running the football at one bit. I see Swift out there for Detroit. I saw the D- offense line guys give up so fast. And you see Jared Goff falling apart. And you just see the wind being taken out of the Detroit sail in a heartbeat. From the first drive, it just seems like they were not even at the game. It was like they had a bunch of substitutes play for that team, and then Dan Campbell just happened to be coaching the substitutes. So here I'm just rambling on and rambling and rambling. So let's talk about another Michigan guy, Mr. Kurt Cousins for the Vikings. And Kurt Cousins for the Vikings are is a team that have won 12 games this season, and they have won by one point. Is the most of any NFL in a season. And uh, you got to give Kurt Cousins a lot of credit. I'm not a Michigan State fan. I'm, I didn't really think Kurt Cousins was that great at Washington or even at Michigan State. But you know what? I'm telling you, Kirk Cousins is a good example of some guy that could be like Jared Goff or could be like Matthew Stafford or could be like Josh Allen. You got a lot of these quarterbacks who are very similar. You got a lot of these athletes who are very similar. Kirk Cousins has a great offensive Offense coordinator, they got a great offensive line. They have, uh, they used to have a great running back, Delvin Cook, until he got hurt, and he's hurt, so he's not playing that well. But he he's out there. But then then you got, you know, you got your main man, uh, Cook Cousins, uh, wide out. What's my man's name? Uh, uh, Justin Jefferson. One of the best receivers out there. You know, he kind of saves Kirk Cousins every single time, just the way that Matthew Stafford got saved by Calvin Johnson or how Detroit uh, Eric Kramer got saved by Herman Moore or Brett Prunian or or Johnny Morton. Then that's 1990s reference to all those kids out there who are listening to this. And, and, uh, and then we also, and then they also have this kid, T.J. Hawkinson, 
from Iowa that the Detroit Lions that the Detroit Lions drafted and we gave him up. Now, should we give him up? I t- I totally disagree. I I think that I think that you could have traded um uh a couple of the players for Detroit. I think that they you know they got Shane Zainstra that scored three touchdowns today against Carolina. It seems like our tight ends are legit. But I don't, I mean, how many times can you go through tight ends and draft new tight ends every year and then trade them and and not get nothing out of it? But I think, I think Detroit is a, is a team that needs to really think about how is it that Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings doing so well? And Detroit should be very much like the Minnesota Vikings, up and bring, up up and coming. Uh, their division, uh, the their division isn't that tough. You got, you know, Green Bay Packers who are just suffering without Devontae Adams, and you got, you know, this guy named Aaron Rodgers who. Maybe he's past his prime, and he just isn't doing so well. He just isn't playing that well, and you wonder why. But this is the time where Detroit should really be ahead of their game. And then the next week, let's talk about next week against 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 the Chicago Bears, against Fields, against the whole. And you know what? Detroit might be be given a three and a half, six point spread to win that game. But that game in itself is a trap game as well. Because it's really going to depend on what Detroit Lions team comes out. It's really going to depend on on if are they gonna go and win this game or are they going to let Fields come back and come back and maybe Detroit would win at the very last thirty five seconds or two and a half minutes. Or they're going to give up the game with two to three minutes or 45 seconds themselves. That's something that you, we have to consider, right? Because that's what Detroit does. And you know what? I, I hope I hope Dan Campbell, you know, when they fly back to Detroit, I hope he just I I just hope he thinks about. I just hope he thinks about what what the scheme of the game is. And what I mean by the scheme of the game, I just hope he he goes back to to the playbook and goes back to 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 the f- film of of the last game. And I hope he can point out all the things that they did wrong. Cuz there's a lot of stuff that they did wrong. But I will say this. If you're a team like Detroit, there's, there's one thing that you got to do. And you always have to do. You have to change the scheme of the game every week. So your playbook, and I said this before, your playbook has to change all the time. You can always have your favorite plays but you can't be that obvious about your favorite plays. You have to understand the weakness of your opponent. 
So if you know the opponent's weakness was their wide receiver and their running game for the Carolina Panthers was legit and strong, then you have to have a sense of understanding by blitzing all the time that the running game will be the most sufficient answer to the Carolina Panthers because they don't have those great wide receivers. Sam Sam Donald isn't that great of a quarterback, supposedly. But you have to, so you have to almost play like a zone defense. You know they're going to want to throw the ball, but you know full well that they're expecting you to be really aggressive. So when you got your defense line guys who are very, very aggressive, you have to realize that the running game is going to be more sufficient for, for the Carolina Panthers. And by doing that, by playing like this zone-type defense and a 3-4, you play a 3-4 defense or 4-3 defense, and you, and you know that they're going to probably give the ball to the running back because after the first two runs, they blew a big old 30 to 70-yard runs within the first five minutes of the game. Then you really have to be conservative to understand that they're going to probably throw short passes or they're going to keep running the football. I mean, it's, it's about adjusting the game as the game goes. And Detroit just did not adjust to anything about the Carolina Panthers. And when the first drive happened and when they scored right away, that should have been a should have given them a good indication of stopping the run. And you linebackers and your defense line guys have to stay at home. If you know they're gonna run the football, you stop the run. You make Sam Donald beat you in the air. And they didn't let that happen. And Carolina has a had a great running game scheme for the last three, four weeks, and you're telling me that you just didn't understand the film study or how to study film or how the Carolina Panthers is going to beat you? Okay, I get it. So let's talk about the Bears. How do you beat the Bears? You know how you beat the Bears? Easy. You keep fields in the box, okay? So you know they're going to run the football. Every team runs the football to balance the offense to balance the offensive scheme. So in order for Field to be more productive, they have to run the football to McNuggery. Can't even say that kid's name properly. So if you, run, if you know that they're going to run the football and they're going to, let's say they make good plays in the running game for the Bears, then that means that the Wildcat offense with the Fields is, is going to be more effective. But then you also know that if the Bears' running game starts to really get itself going, then, then, then you know that the, the Bears will also do a play-action fake and throw the ball to the one of the wide receivers or tight ends. So how do you stop that? You stop the running game, one. Two, you stay at home on the passes. So by doing that, you keep fields in that box, that little box within his little circle, all right? 
So you, if you're gonna, if 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 you're gonna blitz them, make sure you don't blitz them to the left or right, or you gotta keep them in the box. So if you can't get to him, you don't run him out of that box, so that he creates more options for himself. So if you can't get to him, or he makes a move on you, then then you stay ahead of him. You don't let him pass you. You don't let him go to the left. You don't let him go to the right. You you stop. And then you kind of gather yourself, and then you pursue him without over-pursuing him. That's how you beat the Bears. If you want to beat the Bears, keep Fields in the box. Stop the running game and make Fields beat you in the air. Make him pass the football. Make him pass the football. You know they're going to, make it, you know they're going to run that wildcat offense. So you have to understand that certain players on your team is going to be the the spy. So the spy on that team, on your team, is going to have to stay with Fields at all time, at all costs. So his job is to make sure that is Fields going to run the, with the football? Is Fields going to give the football up to the running back? Or or is Fields going to or is Fields going to throw the football? And when he throws the football then that's a good thing. That means you're doing the right thing because now you know that now you know that the pressure is on them. So if you wanna if you wanna be Justin Fields, keep him in the box. And you have to have those two defensive guys on your team spying on them. That's their job. I don't know which ones are gonna be. I'm not gonna tell you which ones it should be, but there should be at least two guys spying on Fields. So those one of those guys should be yelling out a certain play when or if Fields runs, pass, or gives up the football to the running back. That is very much the way to beat Justin Fields. It's all about studying film. It's always about understanding what certain players do, what certain players give away on the offensive line, what they what is it that they do to to give plays away it's like pitching it's like it's like baseball what do batters do or what do pitchers do to give to give up or to give their pitch away what type of motion do they make what type of movement do they make same thing about football players certain guys are going to come up in the football field for certain plays we all know that we all do everyone does but Certain players are really bad at hiding their their MO code. Well, they're they're really bad at just giving up. They're really bad at giving plays away by their hand or how they move or how many times they look at the running back or how many times they look at the quarterback or whatever little shrug on the shoulder or what the offense line guy does that you know you know it's going to be a running play to the left or to the right you got to just know who's out there on the opponent's team and i think a lot of times detroit has that problem too detroit gives plays away and I think sometimes when certain players are out there, they know where the ball's going to go even before the ball is even, even 
height. So the if they know that Sam Brown keeps looking at Jared Goff three, four times before the ball is hiked, then you know the ball probably is going to go to him. But what happens if he doesn't look at Jared Goff? Does that mean the ball is going to go to him? But you have to understand that every team has a bad habit and every team has a good habit. So you have to create good habits. You got to understand how to read the defense. It's always about being smart. All good teams are smart. Players are smart. Now they're not just tough, but they're smart. So if you want to learn how to beat the uh, the Bears next week and the and the Green Bay Packers, there's three things you got to do. You got to go to your film study or you study your film. You got to learn who does what and when they do what. You have to understand the uh uh the point of the game so you don't give up bad calls or bad holds or bad penalties or anything like that. Good teams don't do that. I just want people to understand I want Detroit to win. I don't have any Detroit Lions gear. But I want Detroit to win. And I really, really think that Dan Campbell just might have a good thing going. But he needs to be smarter. He needs to stop focusing on what the fans are doing and how cute everything looks. He needs to focus on the game. And, you know, he didn't, like last week, we won last week, but he didn't go down against the Jets. He didn't go for fourth down and inch, uh, fourth down and one by the end zone. Well, I'm sorry, he, they did. I'm sorry. They did go on fourth down in a, in a yard. But you know what they did? They took way too long for the, for the play to adjust. And then they decided to give the ball to the running back. But instead, the quarterback, Jared Goff, Jared Goff should have sneaked it in for a touchdown. It works every time. So please, Dan Campbell, please be smart. Detroit Lions, I know you're going to be there. I know you're going. I know you guys are playing hard, but be smarter. You have to have that hundred percent energy, even when it's cold or it's super hot. You have to hydrate. You got to do. Come on, just do it for me. All right, peace, love. I'm ranting on a little bit. Again. Uh, thank you for listening to the podcast, uh, the Crazy Dre Podcast Show. You can always email me at the Crazy Dre Podcast Show at gmail dot com. Uh, please, please, uh, give me a thumbs up. Give me a, any indication that you're out there listening. I don't always talk about sports, but I thought this was a good time to talk about Detroit and a little bit of the Minnesota Vikings and Kirk Cousins. He's a Michigan State guy. I'm. I'm I'm all blue and yellow, go blue. But he's doing a real great job. Congratulations to that team. Um, please, please listen. Um, come again. Peace, love. Have a good Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy holidays. And to all that, to all that's different. Peace.